appreciation of one's good uh, energies and wholesome deeds is important uh, to to sustain and to bring about and uh, and contentment well that has very much to do with desires and reducing desires just uh, having a contented air an air which is satisfied around on what one wears how one speaks how one um, uh, kind of uh, manifests oneself um, you know <coughs> by by that uh, how to remember that is that one takes care of of uh, the discontent and the discontent comes when I want something else when I strive toward a situation which is different than at the at what I have and that does not mean when I am awake or when I um, bring forth and make endeavors to be content and not so uh, dissatisfied with the situations I am in with myself and that doesn't mean I can't improve and it doesn't mean that um, um, I, I um, it does not refer the contentment that I shall be content about things, the politics and everything. It refers just to my inner, inner space of my well-being. My it concerns my being, being content with myself and my life. And we can improve there. Let go of the desires where we, which, um, by which we want to be somewhere else and where we are or want something else so it's also expressing a kind of a lack in, in myself I want something else I want more than there is that means I am um, I, I feel not fulfilled I, 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 I reach out for something so um, as I said there is uh, that doesn't mean I can't improve but if there is a kind of feeling, if we have a feeling and cherish a feeling uh, which expresses a lack uh, within myself or not being fulfilled, and it's a serious impairment in myself. And from that dissatisfied state of mind, m many things go wrong. Whatever I would do, it would not. Um, uh, uh, have the power to satisfy me because deep in myself I have denied myself I'm not happy in the way of this moment I find my mind or my feelings or my thoughts and then <clears throat> realize whatever we want and reach out uh, to is always the expression of non-fulfillment of not being fulfilled needing something to to have this feeling attained and that creates enormous dukkha that's that that sensation that movement so what we should do and what we should be aware of is of letting go of our desires of more uh, and in that we are allowing more dukkha to subside or suffering so, and in order to let go of desires and of uh, 
wanting, we have to stop being dissatisfied and we have to allow contentment in it. You see, it is a, <laughs> it's a circle. One is dependent upon the other. So to be contented with what is this very moment. And you see, <clears throat> the situation might have something real in which I find myself, really something which is not in, a, in accordance with my inner grains and my feelings, but to see to it that it does not influence me and makes me unhappy because it isn't the way I want and in the way I have expected it. A great help is to, uh, to understand I am not the only one who deals with expectation and wants it otherwise. All of human beings, everyone has to deal with it. And all these expectations um, um, of, uh, of oneself to be other or of the one I deal with or relate with are very unrealistic, that you should really understand. They are in the air, they are, have no way where you can draw a conclusion from. They are a built up mental, mental construction. And um, also, well, they are realistic. For one reason they are unrealistic is that we are not considering it from from the perspective of, of a little bit of wisdom, and that means not considering the perspective of impermanence. You see? It will, the, the, the situation which is dissatisfied right now will change. The thought I don't like, which discontent make, brings this uh, desire about, um, or the state of being brings this desire for having more comfort, for having this, for denying this, it will change. It is subject to change. There is nothing whatsoever which will last. So we have to take in a, into account the law of impermanence or anicca or change. Very important. And realize everything changes in this universe. I myself change every minute. How many thoughts run through our mind by the t from the time you entered this room till now. How many different feelings did we uh, did pass through me? Or whilst we were walking. When we walked out or ended the meditation from then to now, many, many different states of minds have passed. We are in an event of change. Change is the predominant feature and for that I, we, 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 when we observe our breath, we can feel it. We learn to see that within ourselves. When we watch and feel our sensations, bodily sensations, they are the, the representation of our life force. It's constantly changing. A little stronger, less, it changes from this place to that place. It is a, 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 a what was attention releases and what was just softness becomes attention constantly. And on a finer level even, the tingling, the vibrancy, it changes constantly. We are a stream of change. 
there's nothing. And we, the more we learn this to see, the more we, we endow our mind uh, with the quality of non-clinging. Because it sees, it cannot hold on, you see. It transforms, from seeing this, this nature of change in ourselves, mind changes, gives up clinging. So, now back to our discontent or, or contentment, that uh, when we have this now in our uh, consciousness, we can hardly be uh, reactive to that and produce, uh, you know, um, produce uh, 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 elaborate states of discontent. We may notice it's this, uh, I am not happy, I'm not quite satisfied, but if you realize it, it is also subject to change, you already soften the situation and you understand what is going on. You see? Now, um, so also realize if it is uncomfortable or you don't find the situation um, in the way you expected or wanted it, um, it's um, that um, it is just this moment. The next moment will be different. It's again that change, uh, recognizing. And also this moment I have been content and uh, 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 not to cling on to that, but being, being open to it for that also will change. So we become aware also of our contentment and don't cling to that, you see? For that too will change. A very wise person with, endowed with wisdom does do that. It is very, it sees even the positive ones, uh, qualities um, in terms of change. However, if you are aware of it um, and it changes, there will be still the contentment, even if there is dissatisfaction there. You can be dissatisfied and still content. You see, not taking that discontent um, as your authority to act upon it. And how do we fall into that trap? So, now another question may arise, how can we, be, we arouse content, contentment, contentment in situations when we consider these situations extremely unhappy and extremely unsatisfactory? Then another help, we just talked about it, is that you now allow your intelligence to function. You investigate a little bit. Why am I discontent? Check out the situation a little more closely. What is unsafe? What is really so making me so unhappy, so discontent? Why am I so, 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 so miserable? What is wrong with that? You see, these are investigating uh, questions and or thoughts. What is it which what is not doing it okay for me? You see, dissatisfaction, discontent. Something isn't okay for me. 
might be for someone else. It's, it's something here. Isn't there enough ego affirmation? Am I neglected? Have I not received enough attention? from my lover, from my, uh, from my uh, 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 colleague, from um, my teacher. This plays a great role. We can be down very much because we have experienced not enough attention. Who knows about that? Feeling neglected and, oh God, oh, and this is just so terrible for me, that moment. It's for some real, and you expected it too. You see, isn't there enough if, if, if there in that situation which complies with my expectation? You have to investigate that. Then you don't need to react to that uh, 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 and cling to that state of discontent and enlarge it. A mind which is, that's why we practice our practice, looking at the impermanence here, your mind becomes pliable and more more resilient to do such a thing I just have uh, mentioned doesn't get stuck with it who gets less stuck with these things than uh, than formerly old students yeah Fenshin? it was a real hard thing for you wasn't it yeah so once we see into the situation and into my heart what makes really this unsatisfactoriness with me, in me, uh, which is uh, it then, um, then uh, there comes in more satisfaction, more content comes in just by seeing, because you really don't, don't want to hear, and this is you tell yourself, you discover there wasn't enough attention by my husband, by my lover, by my uh, friend, by my uh, teacher, hmm? you don't really like that. That that is an inbuilt re reaction. You see, to see this is really enormous weakness. We don't. We want to be stronger. You see. So the the the, the things get right. From unsatisfactoriness, you shift into more calmness and more content. The moment mind has investigated the situation a little deeper. And then you will, sometimes you will find out and maybe have a reason even to smile. All what you were building up your discontent on was nothing but a little bubble. Was really not, not much. Just because somebody didn't have that en enough caring you wanted. Of course, that creates enormous dukkha in us when we hang on to these demands. Wouldn't you say so, Janet? Enormous. Is it familiar? Yes. Very. That's, <laughs> that's, that's, I give you that as my, my, on your journey. And it, uh, it uh, creates dukkha over and over again if you continue. It creates tensions, ungratitude. Uh, and uh, this is uh, the, the natural outcome of ungratified or unsatisfied, you know, ungratified desires. Hmm? 
So what to do in these situations? They can be very, very painful, and you cannot get out of them either. You may have not even in such extreme discontents and irritations the power to kind of investigate. Well, I tell you, a very good, good uh, 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 radical <laughs> change brings about you remember that you have to die. The eminence of your death. Oh, it really helps. And imagine this is your last day. What would you like to do? Would you like to die in that kind of discontent and, 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 and anger? And um, keep, uh, keep it in, um, and also realize, just realize not, you can do it softer. You say, I am of the nature to die. I am of the nature of impermanence, you see? Like, like the bushes outside like your, your friends and love, beloved ones of your family have already done. You see? So it's just a wonderful uh, reminder. It softens very much. And that doesn't, shouldn't make you gloomy. And it will not make you gloomy. You know why? Thank you. It doesn't. It, it, uh, it makes life more vivid. Good. Why, I ask? Um, No, that's not why. Because you look into the truth. That's why. It makes you soft, and what you said before was beautiful. It makes you more vivid for life, more alert. But it's because that is the effect of the cause, looking at the truth. This is true, that we have, that we are impermanent. You see? And you kind of, when you do that, it, it gives you a little pick-up to really do things good for yourself. If you understand the law of karma, the law of cause and effect, and you understand that the last, that, that, uh, that the way we live, the tendencies we have, they will not die at the moment. They will reincarnate the way you leave them. That's one understanding of karma. So, you, you shrink, shrink back, you see, of that discontent. You, you, you really get out, becomes vivid, and good resolutions come, and then you pick up. Responsibility comes even in. Well, you must have experience of that, Sanchin, um, uh, hmm? because... Yeah, very good. So to really see this, you know, to face this, and as I said, it's just because uh, it, this, this realizing, <coughs> this thought, this contemplation brings us closer to reality because it's the truth. You see, that is a very also that contributes a great deal to our dissatisfaction of which we don't know. We always kind of try to get the cause for our dissatisfaction and depression and unhappiness and, and or maybe failures to find in childhood experiences which we even cannot remember and try to, to dig into that. This is to 
that to some extent, but is very much done. And I don't think that that is only a very little fraction what has uh, conditioned you in your in your in your uh, um, early childhood or in your uh, late teens. But um, what really conditions <coughs> you is, and you don't know, is the impermanence in you, the fear that we die that this will come to an end. This experiencing starts. Every cell in us really knows that it, it, it will go out of existence, see? And somehow we know it. We just don't uh, deal with it open enough. So that is conditioning a lot of our fears and enhancing the fears, enlarging the fears. And then, of course, when we are not knowing and we are in this discontent and in this, uh, uh, what shall I say, chaos in ourselves um, and restlessness and um, dissatisfaction, um, then um, we become angry at the end. Also, there's anger coming up because we don't know what to do with it. Everything is not right then. So we get anger, and that comes. That anger comes out of that fear. Hatred, anger comes out of that fear, that unconscious fear, really. No, or superficially, we just understand of our impermanence. Fear arises out of hate. And then why being angry with oneself and hating, <coughs> hateful? against something which is long time destined for us, which is our, our nature, to, to pass away. And you see, that's another thing of this practice, which is so beautiful. In the experience of breathing in and out, you can notice there's a, it's a getting born process and a dying process right there. In each each thought all knows another one. They come to us. It's just a, 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 a fate. He is one who doesn't know where to go. So, um, if you see that process in you, it, we can see that get that uh, impermanence that dying process in each breath, out breath, in each passing away of, of each sensation, in each passing away of, the, in, in, uh, of every thought, of thoughts which arise, of every emotion, <coughs> all has a coming and a going, what we're experiencing. It's a dying and a being born on one level. So in here, in this practice, this leads us to this truth in us, and we find out we are impermanent change. On all levels, not knowing this brings, of course, in a, a unconsciously, without that we recognize it, a great deal of fear. Then we become angry about it, and so on. So realizing a little bit of it. So you see this fighting or this uh, 
combing over superficially over this fact is, is one of our uh, many absurdities we live. It's a wrong way of living. It's, it's superficially living. And also to be angry to something which is inevitably happening. Very absurd, very distorted like form of life. So what we wanted to say, however, is that for us to be with oneself and being um, a kind of satisfying to oneself and and to others, the the atmosphere of contentment is a very important issue. We should try to work on that and to bring forth a a more content atmosphere. That means I appreciate my wholesomeness, which I occasionally experience, and that moment I feel discontent and upset, I go back to that, to that place where I have expressed myself in wholesomeness. It's an inner trust. It's a, it's an, a recognition of my goodness. And I return to that. And if I may just bend down to myself or lower my head and know there's so so much love in me too and so much goodness too. That's very, that's really, and you just can do it in the the warmth of your breath, in in the warmth of your out-breath or in-breath, in in the touch of your own hand on on your heart or so, on your chest. So um, in that moment you purify yourself of discontent, naturally. And uh, or you can also say you come back to that what is more wholesome in you. And you may understand we can could never purify ourselves. We could never go into that space of of more a kind of contentment if we wouldn't already have it. It's there basically. So much goodness is there, but we are really squandering with ourselves and, and treating ourselves not, not appropriately. So, um, that means also that if we are not totally, uh, you know, lost or um, defiled or unwholesome, there is a calm in us. It goes with what we talked about, taking refuge. You see, taking refuge in the seat of enlightenment with us. I mean, it, we talk always about the same thing, only in different way, and in, from different in different language or in different from different perspectives. Now, more from the perspective of day-to-day life, I left totally out that we take refuge into our the seat of enlightenment. I call it now. It's our basic wholeness and our good good deeds are involved and our good uh, uh, care our caring uh, uh, mind and our loving mind and our forgiving mind to these good things in you of which you know you also have there and you go to that place a kind of uh, greet yourself recollect and becomes quiet we cannot always do the great, 
great perfections with mindfulness. This is just a very basic way to work with it. And in that also, um, we um, reduce the desires, of course, and contentment is enlarged. We need to cultivate this, 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 uh, uh, this space in us very consciously. For the unobserved mind, <coughs> when it lacks a really deep, uh, very skilled mindfulness, it's its nature to be discontent and to do us in, to, to, uh, to uh, um, get ne- into negativities. You see, that you must understand. And then remember, you know more. We talked about defilements, no, of corruptions of the heart and hindrances for the practice and uh, said of them, which are creating discontent atmosphere, which are to be seen as impersonal forces, impersonal um, uh, mental um, uh, uh, mental tendencies. So there's no, we don't own it. It's it's just here um, uh, happening and expressing itself. Desire expresses itself as desire, and as part of our whole mental mental um, makeup, all our types of consciousness, our whole mass of men of of mind has that in its intrinsic the desire we, we need it for many desires or uh, uh, wants we have to have in order to sustain our life we have to desire to eat but we are talking about those which are above all these needs which are creating extreme desire and mostly are unrealistic creating extreme unhappiness So when we feel ourselves in extreme dislike and denying and this uh, uh, uncomfort, extreme, um, uh, extreme desire to turn away, to run away, overrun by um, um, dissatisfaction, not being fulfilled, experiencing the frustration of not being fulfilled in our expectation. Come back to your center, to this. Come back to your heart, what we may call in kind of samsaric speech. Come back to your heart, to your good qualities. Remember them. Remember that all beings have to deal with that. And you are dealing with it. If you want to be more, widen your awareness in this, you can realize you're experiencing that moment, dukkha, the first noble truth, the truth of dissatisfaction and suffering, the truth of un, un, incompletion when there is um, just uh, conditioning uh, taking place and not awareness, when the absence of awareness is. So, and that when we return in this way to ourselves, we fall quite, quite gently into a, a different space, into a space of contentment, and realize 
that it is more and more to be seeked, to be seen and experienced within ourselves and not outside, outside of, 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 of us. Many people live in this tremendous delusion and uh, wrong assumption that content, contentment is dependent on certain things around them on conditions, on people, how t- people treat me, how people uh, look at me, how people speak about me, how people uh, uh, approach me. And this is another, is an enormous craziness. That is an absurdity. It's a distortion, it's a delusion. You really think to live my life in a kind of open, happy way since I am endowed with all good qualities of contentment too, where do you want to find it? See? Watch that in you. Where do you want to find it? And that does not mean that you cannot make a journey to Tel Aviv, hmm? or you cannot uh, see your family, or you cannot desire anything. But watch when you arrive that there is discontent again, when you have relied that this trip will be it and will give me ah, the way and that excitement you had that initially and the expectations for how it could be and will be uh, if you don't have that, that uh, awareness you don't approach it with the consideration of anicca of impermanence and uh, if you uh, are not um, Um, uh, attaching yourself if if you are attaching yourself to to that what you expect there is you are you going right into dukkha goodbye good luck that's what I say good luck I have all this in mind I can predict already that I get a phone call right away (coughs) an SOS phone call so I experience that with students who come here for a little uh, uh, self-course, two, uh, two weeks or four weeks. After three days, the romance is over. Damadina in the desert, and with Ruth Dennison, she was, well, she, they saw only the fantastic, the, the, the things I do and lifting them up constantly. I'm not doing that when there's self-courses here. They have also to 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 add, to contribute some energies and and to sit only two di- two times a day they can sit more I sit then two day times a day they, if they so um, that is not enough then sometimes anyway the expectation is quite different what the reality then reveals and then. I'm just looking when am I when the, when they are coming to my door and giving the announcement I'm going. It's not the right place for me at this time, but they wouldn't say that. Mostly, it said it's not the right time for me. Something different behind there. You see, and I. Uh, but usually we sort it out, and it and and, and we we can look at it. But uh, it's everywhere. It's just part of the whole way we live. And um, 
It happens even to, lo- to very expert vipassana meditators. That tendency is so deep in us, getting stuck into the expectation and becoming rigid, forget the impermanence in it, forget to see it from the, from the level of, of change and of this universal law. Then uh, I, I have uh, my contentment disturbed. So, so also, now why all do that? So, as we, we kind of ch- ch- talked now, um, I um, begin to see that gradually, or more and more, I will realize that contentment is not, is, is, if it is dependent on the outside, it's a very shaky thing. And that I, when I feel that people or situations have to contribute to my dissatisfaction and contentment, that I make myself very dependent. And then I forget, of course, there, that those situations and people I have trusted, they can contribute to my content and I have relied, that they fail to supply that. You see? So more and more, by t- treating myself in this uh, more uh, gentle and open and insightful way, I attain at contentment in there and can establish it in me. And that means really being, being with oneself in a loving way. <coughs> Appreciating oneself, seeing um, and looking into the and creating and providing contentment by looking into the into the condition of discontentment. So So if we find now the 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 the, um, the, the skill, we can to retreat to ourselves and to be content with that that moment. What I discover deep in myself, my mind, my abilities, my um, my respect before myself, my um, the, the 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 aspect of impermanence. Then, uh, in that moment, um, I discover, the, I connect to the purity within myself, to the, to the center, to the heart center, we can say. <coughs> to, um, and that contentment, then, is not subject to, uh, to being dependent on others. It's, uh, it is not, uh, depend- it's not subject to disappointment, to frustration, and to, um, because it is leaning now and on awareness, you see? So you, and that is what I call, go back to your center. You see, it, it depends now on your own awareness, that means on your strengths, on all the faculties, who can bring that about that awareness. And so you are actually above the atmosphere 
which you call uh, uh, um, discontent and uh, and 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 um, dissatisfaction and fear and uh, putting yourself down and so on. That means now with awareness you are in the dimension of of the of which is above the mundane, usually conditioned uh, 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 way of life, world. And that is where you may begin to understand what means super-mundane and mundane. You see, when awareness comes in, you, not, you are seeing the mundane, the worldly way of living means that you are uh, without awareness, living just in conditions and creating more conditions and seeing that process is happening in your awareness and that is not involved it's looking it's witnessing see and that is the what they may in advanced stages call super mundane you see it's just a different language I I, 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 I give you it's nice to understand it because so, sometimes you may hear it and um, then you always very intellectually talk about super mundane. It's not. You must understand what is meant. So, 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 so that's what we are practicing. We are noticing the very moment where my mind is of what it is aware of. In that awareness, there is a lot of order happening right that moment. For only in the very moment can you be aware of your mind where it is. Not, not in in past and not in the future. That means also being in the moment. Doesn't mean <coughs> that you just it's not spatial, and uh, and was and time, space and time is is actually independent of it. It is uh, recognizing where your mind is, and you can only do that in the moment. For in the past, you don't live anymore, it's only idea. In the future, you haven't come to. Right now, again and again, you sharpen the mind. And that brings, it again, great contentment into it. And another, uh, uh, another quality arises, which is important for relating to yourself, being in gratitude for your life, for your qualities. It's very helpful to have that attitude toward yourself. It can be uh, to your karmic condition. I, for example, find myself enormously in gratitude for one karmic condition I have, that I don't have ever had to deal with not forgive, being able to forgive. My mother called me, uh, was actually scolding me for that a lot. She said, you don't have any pride. They can spit on you, they can talk bad about you, they can do all things with you, and you don't feel, have any feeling for that. But I had such a delight inwardly, and I could never explain it, that I to do something very good to someone who was not good to me as a 10 or 12 or 15 year old one. So I had never that revenge feeling. See? I didn't need to deal and 
I met people who have such a hard karma in that, you see, are so conditioned in that, that they're acting out now this, this tendency, and it is a hard tendency and a very great um, co- um, corruption for your progress of practice. Who feels that or has experienced that? The inability to forgive, this pride and so on. That, so I myself um, <coughs> feel very gra- grateful for this karma. That means for this effect I have from other deeds, other, maybe from another life or so. <coughs> maybe I was born under a good star. I don't know. Some. Anyway, still, even if that is so, I'm grateful that I am. So, mm. so uh, to be, um, um, to have this, uh, this gratitude towards yourself. If you don't feel you have this karmic condition, you have other con. The karmic condition just brought you into this life. You see. And uh, you have all the karmic condition is also that you have the seed of enlightenment within you. That you are conditioned in such a way that you have all the faculties to undo the unwholesome conditioning. Number one. So, also for your efforts you bring forth, just to come here, it's beautiful, just to come here is already an enormous, and uh, effort uh, brought forth, and uh, to have had the conditions good <coughs> in your home, with your family, with your working situation, that you could allow these two weeks of holidays and come here. It's an enormous have a, 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 a reason to be grateful to your energies, to your constitution. Never mind that you are content and that can go on and on. We have to turn to see ourselves in the more positive qualities we are living and which, are, which we are endowed for, with. And even if they're not always there, we have, that is what is called faith, I think. Real confidence, but not in that, that, that wrong one. It's really the appreciation, the gratitude, to what you are this very moment experience, which I did without Vipassana already. I always saw when I was in extreme discontent and suffering, I would go down to compare myself, to see others which are more suffering. There are, this very moment, if you think you are impatient and you suffer because it is a too long talk, or you cannot comprehend anymore and you're saturated and you want to <coughs> meditate and be still and you want to go back to your high samadhi and I'm talking about these things there's extreme suffering for some think of those who face death this moment or who are in prison or who are uh, experience extreme pain physical pain who wake up of, of, of um, or after an operation of cancer and find out they cannot be healed anymore. Uh, uh, those who, who, who are dying by violence of, by, by humans, exp- and, and those who express violence 
they also have suffered to some extent. Hmm? And that is extreme. You know, just think of your friends you know and see yourself how they suffer in their relationship not knowing. Yeah, good. They suffer in their relationship not knowing what the cause is and constantly accusing themselves and you are already knowing a little bit about that. You see? You actually, when you think of them, you have compassion other than you, ha- you feel compassion in your heart. What, what, what a great fortune. What a, gra- what a reason to be gratitude, to, to be grateful. If you, if you do that, you are, uh, it, it heals immediately a little. Who has done that this way, lived a kind of dandy situation in yourself? Have you? I think good. But more so we have. So for, for one reason it helps us to intersect or to interrupt our tendency to, to take things for granted when we have a good things supplied and we, you know, we all are in, in one way and another quite rich compared to others. So then we tend to take things very quickly for granted <coughs> and that makes us insensitive uh, for the gratitude we can bring forth uh, for the situation we are in and for the appreciation of ourselves. If we take things to granted. So, and, and I think that can all enormously help to, to relate to oneself in a way where you begin to feel comfortable with yourself at home, appreciative and, and, um, and, and um, kind, that's all. And satisfied. Um, it's a, what's the feeling at home with yourself? It's a feeling of, of security to some extent. A relaxedness. You're home. You're comfortable in your own skin. There's often the saying, at least in, in the, my German language, um, there is nicht, sie ist nicht, uh, um, um, uh, zu, sie ist nicht zufrieden mit, der ha- mit ihrer eigenen Haut. Sie fühlt sich nicht wohl in ihrer eigenen Haut. She doesn't feel comfortable within her own skin. You know, I, I translated it directly, but this is what is really meant. People see that and recognize that, and then they, 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 they give such a description. And that means natürlich, of course, to be home within yourself means, you know, you are relating to your heart qualities, to the better sides of ourselves, which we also have and have several times pointed out, which everybody has. But the tendency is that we pay too much attention to the negativities and we wallow in them and want to get rid of them. And by that we create more and because we are overclouding now and over, ex- over dominating the good ones and have no access to them. How can the good ones and that come about of 
to which come by, which are necessary to bring contentment within me, when I am constantly wallowing and creating walls, or walls of 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 discontent, of desire, of denial, of anger, of fear. Hmm? You see that process? So we should remind ourselves that. And really, if you have made notes, read it again. And, and make it a once in a while a resolve in the morning. A, at the beginning of the day, today I will just be intently positive. Even if I don't feel like, I still have reason, I am a healthy woman, I have the faculties to think, I have beautiful eyes, I'm looking in, my mirror, in the mirror, I'm really acceptable. No one complains about my hair, my nose, my, my, my being. It's just something in me which, which wants something other. Just accept that woman. And make a commitment to the positive side, which you also are and have expressed and re recollect yourself in that creating a loving atmosphere not even a loving, just a content one an accepting one, let's be careful you see and of course that will in, 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 as, as we do it uh, long enough and perseverance enough change and turn ourselves more to natural contentment we not complain so much we don't desire so much we don't crave constantly we come to more restfulness and appreciation of course see that's really peace be peace don't want peace be harmony, don't want it, don't long for it, express it, this very moment through your awareness, your power of, 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 of uh, commitment and awareness, of mindfulness and attention. And that creates a base, a good base for your, your happiness, self-sufficient you are then. You, you, you cut loose from the dependency if somebody appreciates you or not. Still you do good deeds because it does also, if you really are with your heart there, you see it did good to you whether she appreciates it or not. Of course that means many other things you really have to let go of a lot. You are holding on. Your pride, your, your, your uh, uh, resentment, your um, uh, um, willingness to, to be humble and, and not so important. And that I call creative life. When we can create such a pool, such a center within, pool of quiet, such a center within ourselves in the midst of uh, especially when there are difficulties and, and chaotic things happening. Like uh, um, um, Fenshin uh, reported yesterday the situation she was facing um, when she left us. 
It fell all apart here in Dharmadina. And she saw her anger, she saw her upsetness, but yet it, it, it wasn't overwhelming. You could create, with your help of awareness, to some extent, uh, uh, even if it was maybe precarious at that moment, but it helped you moving through. If you would have uh, realized that it is just passing away and that it is impermanent, tonight it will already be better, and that um, and it cannot sustain, it cannot be forever that situation, you know, you just have to laugh what we are doing, producing and, uh, and manufacturing about ourselves. So, we may realize then also more and more, depending on my happiness, on other sources around me, is rather foolish. That's ignorant too. That's uh, uh, um, and uh, and looking for security and looking for contentment and, and sources around me. Extreme ego-centered, I call it. That means foolish. Life lived from the ego level is foolish, is ignorant and delusion. So, and centering, uh, if we center ourselves or relate to ourselves in this way, uh, we um, can, we, we train ourselves to be more strong and more strong and to withstand more samsara, samsaric impacts and chaos and suffering around us. And. Uh, may realize also in that doing so that we, it belongs to life. There is no one exempt of to, turmoil and suffering, of fear and, uh, and frustration. We all share that because there is, there, there is no such a, a, a person, being person really. Um, who is uh, uh, that enlightened and that uh, awakened to see each step and to live in such a way that there is no such thing created as long as we have and uh, not <coughs> looked through deeply into our nature we w that there is no self we will always create one I'm angry, I need this, I want that, I do this, see? So, again, let us re re remember to, to, to be willing and open, bring effort forth to create that uh, peace in ourselves, that, uh, that um, which is appreciation, which is content, gratitude and contentment, brought forth by our awareness, by looking, by, by, by investigating, by letting go a great deal of those qualities by which we are uh, <coughs> manifesting the opposite, discontent, putting myself down, being proud, 
not appreciated. And this is what we have to learn in life. So this is what the Buddha shows, calls us to do. For that reason, because apparently we don't do that. They must have not done it 2,500 years ago. It isn't new. It's not a new um, wrinkle of modern time. It has been then existing because it's what the teachings say. Look at it. Life is, 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 is suffering. It's incomplete. Catch up with it and, come and use now the facilities in you and the equipment which you also have to, to, to <coughs> reduce that and to contribute harmony to yourself and contentment and, and uh, appreciation for yourself. And of course then we have it available for others. We will not have it available for others, these qualities. We have not seen them and live and live a life, and live my life in, in these qualities. So this requires this learning to drop every unwholesome thought, any negativity immediately and go immediately to the practice as it is prescribed, into the non-verbal level, not wallowing and thinking about it, non-verbal level, I'm standing, notice standing, constantly relate to that, to the level of, of, of postures, well, is a, is a le- non-verbal level of sensations, of breathing, and in that way, you, in a natural, actually very natural way, and, and not forceful way, get out of the discontent and the negativity. You leave it. You come from unwholesomeness into wholesome and kind of positive and beneficial state of minds and qualities. And the more we may realize that, that the more I allow myself and give the mind the liberty to, to goof off and to be negative and to create that, neg- that discontent in me, the more I soil, in a way, my heart or corrupt my heart. And, uh, or you can also say my house. So naturally, if I have corrupted my house and uncleaned and dirtied it that much, I don't feel good in it. Then I'm discontent, not happy in this house, within the skin. So to, to understand that is, is very once, and so we have to really be willing to work with it. Understand that we are cleaning and cleansing ourselves in that, that we need. Uh, like we, we cleanse the, the, the dining room. Who wants to, li- to, to eat out of dirty dishes? You clean them. So we are cleaning our own system, our house, we can say, our, our heart, our being. Hmm? 
cleansing. That's why it is called the path of purification with our practice. There is a wonderful book by a very great scholar, 700 years after Buddha's uh, life, he, he arose, very great scholar and probably a realized person because he did it very well, put all the teachings together in a way that we can, ha we can read them now. For so long the teachings were just mouth by mouth, they were learned by heart. What? The plane drowned out the name of the book and the author. Oh, the, the path of purification, Visuddhimagga, thousand pages, that big. And it is exactly the entire teaching in it about breathing, the mind, the four foundations of mindfulness, the seven factors of enlightenment, many things I take from there. I have to study it too, I don't, don't know. I live it. Uh, through my awareness, I, I wake up and live, um, but um, I, I don't uh, have, in, initially when I was teaching, I didn't know the Buddha's teaching that well. So then I, I read in that book a great deal. I have it in German and in English. Who's the author? Buddha, Buddha Gosa. I think you get it in the Shambhala, uh, uh, you can look at it, I can show it to you, Shambhal. So, it's a path of, of purification called um, Visuddhimagga. Magga means path, and Visuddhi must apparently mean purification. So and so, in this way, if you see yourself in this way, um, you, you, it's, it's, it's a beautiful feeling about you. Just see that you are cleansing yourself. Huh? With each thought, negativity, you, you catch and you let it go. You don't cling, you cleanse. You purify your heart, I said often. Now the image of cleansing your house is also very nice. You cannot take other images. You sweep it. We say we sweep through. It's actually, you know, like sweeping clear the, 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 the dirt and the dust in the house. You sweep through. It's allegorical, there's no broom which sweeps, but it feels because the cleansiness, you after several times moving through your body, it, it feels clear, the atmosphere, light. You're cleansed from a lot of, we say, distractions of the mind, but what it is, is the negativities and the defilements. So we sweep our, uh, and so um, and it doesn't need any extra time. You can do that any time you, you notice a negative thought arising, hatred, jealousy, and so on. You just stop it. Now that's a difficult thing because of other, other, other uh, the force of attachment. We can talk about it and so on. But if you remember a few things we were, we were talking about, it might be helpful to allow it to, to go quicker from you. You want to cleanse. You want to have a clean house. You want to have an open heart. Cannot do this. Let go. Fall into a positive.
space or at least just into a quiet, non-reactive space. And you just need to feel, as I demonstrated before, the warmth of your breath, the, the, the movement of your mouth when you speak, the motion of your swallowing the food. What time do you need for that? Nothing. You just need to, to re- recollect yourself in that and not be run off and pushed by our desire system to move somewhere else, to want to be somewhere else, to, to create an unrealistic situation. And it seems that when I have strong anger or strong desire, that when I notice it arise in my mind and I catch it yeah. and can hold it in my attention mm-hmm. and watch it drop away, then what happens? What might happen is that soon after that, it rises again. Sure. And so, at first, I think, even usually, I get to bear it. Uh-huh. I think, oh, it didn't work. You know, it, there's no hope. This is going to go on forever. Yeah. And lately, I think that's recognized that, that the, that's the, the expectation that having caught it once. Yeah, right. Watched it until it fell away, which yeah. is hard enough. Also, it's another hate arising. You are angry now about anger, that you had anger, you see? And we also said we shouldn't see it uh, tremendously as enemies, but understanding that they are destructive mental factors when, they, when we comply with them. And that they uh, can coexist with me. That's okay. It depends how I relate to it. I can be angry, and I just know, and now I know, uh, I, but I, I st- don't need to be uh, uh, blocked in continuing the things I have to do. So I do in anger now my porridge in the morning, or in gloom. It's okay, as long as the porridge gets on the table and you feed your family. By the time you have maybe finished the, and you have made attempts and you, to notice that there is anger, it might have been gone and it might have not. So then there is a real challenge then for you. Now to sit and say, oh, uh, you know, I wish you a very happy breakfast. And actually you could take the whole thing and do something with it. And you see yourself being master or meisterin of this tendency. You don't need to take that as your authority. Let the higher mind be your authority. The, bu- the, the seat of enlightenment, that what you have already uh, 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 experienced as positive and, you, uh, and as uh, pro-life, as pro-progress for my, pra- for my unfolding. And See? also not to have the expectation that if it goes away one time, yeah. it's gone. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. Oh, you got you caught up with that. <coughs> Good. Yeah, but its power weakens when it returns. Oh, yeah. You don't have that anymore. You see, we are very unappreciative of the soldiers who go to the war and that there is war at all and America is involving itself and all that. 
I mean, that is just what we are here talking about, that comes from this state of mind and not even knowing the effect what, of, of what we have, of, of what we create with that. It's the same mind. Also, you see that when we are now getting into, into um, more positive uh, states and more contentment, and more awareness, it feels, you know, like maybe every, everyone should do it. I'm expecting it now, that, that all the evil, my awareness should be eliminated by my, by my awareness. Or I can go into the other, uh, uh, that, oh, that uh, little bit I can contribute to the peace over there, or oh, this so much evil and so much negativity, I just don't, don't, uh, I'm discouraged and, and fall into, no, this is a, so the, it needs a, a balance to, to, it is important that I provide that balance, that healthy mind for myself. And we talked now about that and taking responsibility and not wanting more, if you just keep that in mind as an outcome and as an aim for you looking at yourself. When you start looking at yourself, witnessing yourself, being aware of what you're doing, this is why we do, this is our aim. To provide peace, harmony in myself, to allow through that come uh, to open up to the hard qualities, to the positive ones. Sometimes we have to little fake it or have to make an effort even if I don't feel like being friendly. Don't let the feeling be your guide. It's a poor guide. The feeling has underneath the move, movement or the energy of it's attached to like and dislike. And it's very dependent, therefore, on everything, what comes from the outside to you. It's not a self-sufficient sufficient, uh, 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 happiness or strength. So, and then you don't need to try anymore to be happy. To be happy, you don't need to try to to be nice to people. You are. You see? You are. You don't need to be peaceful, to try to be peaceful. You are. Through your awareness and waking up to yourself constantly and being disciplined to yourself. And understanding a little bit more your mind and the process. That means then you are living with insight into the nature of your mind, into the nature of your being. You see? And you are um, strengthening, we can see your heart, and your uh, means your your positive qualities, which contribute, which are in their positive ones like patience and uh, and generosity and uh, forgiveness. They are in their completedness, uh, in their uh, yeah, in their perfection qualities of the enlightened mind, of the goddess, 
everything. So we, we train toward it on all levels, and I try today to bring you that on a level of more where we see ourselves in our day-to-day life. And that we create a nice, um, a nice relationship with myself. A real loving, that means really kind relationship to myself, cultivating this kind of atmosphere always. Um, Of appreciation, of contentment, of um, uh, gratitude, of harmony, so. And that is real, real authentic lovingness toward oneself. And then is no problem being loving to the people around you, to life around you, human life or non-human life. The distinction is out. You feel and pulsate with life. You understand its precariousness, its impermanence, and its basic suffering, and you will always be a light in the midst of all that and contribute to the to, to what is our aim and our uh, aim of this practice to reduce suffering <coughs> in ourselves and others finally the Buddha said I may close with that for no I, for no other reason have I given you the teaching not to get bliss, not to become ecstatic, not to get samadhi power, not to get happiness, only for one reason, for the cessation of suffering. And that implies all the others. When that is done, then there is happiness. Very deep, deep, at the roots of the tree. He is pointing to the roots of the tree. So this was actually talking about dukkha, the first noble truth, in one way. I, let's be grateful that we can share in this way, and that we have even the skill already developed through our course now, through this course, through others, those who came for the first time have done something in that respect. And may you be contentment and peace. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.